Welcome to another episode of CritterCast. Are we really ready to do this particular episode? I feel like we are. Okay. I mean, I think we have to because I didn't research any other animal. <laughs> so I think I think that's what we're doing today. All right. I think we're committed. Well, this is a good time to do this particular episode then because... It is kitten season. It's kitten season. All over again. Yeah. The the first time we did a kittens episode, which we called Kittens Part One, mm-hmm. um, we acknowledged that it was part one. And we did it because at the time we had foster kittens and it was kitten season. And now it's kitten season again. It is. <laughs> which means that we've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. Almost a year. Isn't yeah. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. I mean, really exciting. Kind of insane. It is. I would have to look like I'd have to scrunch back in our Facebook messages to remember when we first rec- started recording CritterCast. Right. I think it must have been in. No, it was definitely either May or earlier. I think it was May. Yeah, because we recorded episode three. Yeah. While I was in the run for Chorus Line. Yeah. And that was May. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're coming up on our one year. It was before we got Cornelius. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Crazy, right? Wow. Okay. I That's know. amazing. Insane. Because we recorded episode one and we like only had basil. <laughs> right. Right. And look at how far we've come <laughs> from one reptile to don't ask us. No. No. <laughs> yeah. So this is CritterCast. We're on episode 31. 31. 31. Um, and today we're doing kittens part two. This is the CritterCast Podcast. Yay! <laughs> I did it. I played our theme song. This is indeed the CritterCast Podcast. Yes. And maybe now I have to go through and try and re-record our theme song with our Ooh, higher, with um, new, with quality our new quality microphones. While we're going crazy, we could record an outro, too. Oh, my God. I know. I don't know. I kind of like our outro, our like weird little awkward That's outro. That's a sign-off. That's not an outro. It's an outro. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yes, before we super get into kittens and kittens part two and kittens season, um, I think it's time to give a shout-out to some fellow podcasters. Yeah, absolutely. So, as you guys know, a couple episodes back, we were doing podcast promo swaps mm-hmm. with some other newer creators and female creators and just people that Cassie networks with, um, you know, through all of her podcast Facebook and Reddit and whatever else. They're amazing. She's got going There are on. some amazing groups that are out there. It's so great. If you're thinking about starting your own podcast, uh, hit us up. We'll tell you some suggestions of which um, particular podcasting groups have been really supportive. Uh, some of the, the great ones are Lady Pod Squad. That's one of my faves. Um, podcasts we listen to. They're yeah. great. Yeah, so um, we've decided to get back into swapping promos with people, and, you know, unbeknownst to us, we were surprised with an absolutely lovely podcast promo. Um, our our promo was featured in the most recent episode mm-hmm. of Her Moment in History, Yeah, um, which is a brand new podcast that actually just started uploading this past March, so yeah. last month. Congratulations, ladies. Way to go. We're That's so, so excited exciting. for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. We're super excited for them. And, um, I, you know, we've, we've gone ahead and listened to a couple different episodes to get a feel of what their podcast is like. And Mm -hmm. we feel like they're definitely on the right track of creating a really awesome female focused podcast. Yes. Talks about all kinds of super awesome women throughout history in all fields. Um, so we decided, yeah, absolutely. When we want to feature their promo and we feel really good telling our listeners this is a great podcast to get involved with. So without further ado, here is their promo. Do you need more women in your life? Then hop on over to Her Moment in History, the podcast. Your weekly dose of women, past and present, real and fictional, salty and sweet, Grace and Michelle. Eavesdrop on our conversations about the famous and the not-so-famous female-identifying peeps that you may or may not have heard of. Giving her her moment in history. Available on most streaming sites. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love ah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. And I love that they specify that it's for female identifying yes, people and absolutely. not just Much traditional inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're all about inclusivity here. That's right. Critters of all shapes, sizes, and critters that don't believe in gender. That's right. Gender non-binary critters. So many. <laughs> We're looking at you, snails and bees. But I have to say, as as a podcast consumer, because the reason that we got into podcasting was because I got a little obsessed with listening to podcasts. Right, as you do. Yeah, you know, it's fine. I, I don't have a problem. <laughs> I can stop anytime I want to. Just don't make me. Um, it's, it's really shockingly hard to find a lot of great podcasts that are hosted by women yeah. and that are about women. Yeah. So it's, I'm always looking for new ones. Yeah. The podcast world is a male dominated world right now. And, uh, there are those of us out there who are trying to fix that. Yeah. Not that we don't love a good, you know, podcast with a, a male identifying host. <laughs> Some of my faves are, uh, but okay. you know, <laughs> I, I know. would like to at least have equal voices out there from both both sides right. all sides right i think from my problem with listening to podcasts is that there's a few that i really love but for the most part there is thousands of podcasts that are literally just people talking about their own lives and i don't know why we care <laughs> yeah yeah those are a big draw they yeah. get they're they're not wow. my particular favorites my favorites are True crime, (laughs) Um, women-focused or LGBTQ-plus-focused, politics-focused, or um, the ones that are talking about book series that I love. Or animals. Like the most basic. I say animals? So you're like hashtag basic podcast. I'm super basic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm hashtag basic in real life. Yeah. The only thing that's super basic that I don't like is the pumpkin spice latte, and Mm -hmm. that's just because I don't like pumpkin spice. Right. But like everything else, I'm for. Yeah. So I can't judge you for being podcast basic. That's okay. This is basically a hashtag basic episode because we are talking about kittens. Kittens. I know. And honestly, you guys will be straight up with you in our kittens part two, just as in our kittens part one episode. We, this is like, um, unlike other episodes, we're not going through and reading off our carefully assembled research because we both have quite a bit of personal experience with kittens. Um, It is my professional field to work with, especially kittens during this time of year. Yeah. So we're we're not reading off a list of of research and facts. I mean, all of this stuff we know because of experience and because of research we've and done doing previously. previous research right um but and we do want to clarify we are not veterinarians no we you know 
the, not the expertise that we claim in this particular <laughs> episode is for me just from having fostered and cared for and done adoptions for kittens. Yeah. And then for you, professional expertise. Right. Um, coming from the field of animal rescue, yeah. really. Like we're coming from an animal animal rescuer's perspective um, for kittens part two. And in kittens part one, um, we discussed mostly bottle baby kittens. Yes. Yeah. So that's I why mean, it was part one, because that's yes. where they start. Exactly. I know. We thought we were going to like tackle kittens as a whole, but like. No, we did not, not get there. Happen. I honestly, I think we'd probably have to go back to remember exactly where we left off. I, I think we stopped like before four to six weeks. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if not, we can we can overlap a little bit. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. So. Full disclosure, we decided to do this episode a couple weeks ago when we had our very first litter of foster kittens, and they we did talk about them in our seagulls episode, but I edited that out because unfortunately we lost our foster kittens. It was very sad. It was in, it was heartbreaking. It was one of the worst nights of my life. It was without a doubt. It was awful. Trigger warning if you're listening and you cannot handle the discussion of kittens that did not make it please fast forward hit just hit that little 15 second yeah, skip we'll, button a couple times yeah we'll we'll cap it at like two minutes we won't talk yeah, about it for we won't more than talk two about minutes it very much um but yeah so we take on or i should say like i take on and have forced cassia to come on the journey with me um the teeniest tiniest newborn kittens so when kittens are first born they are deaf and blind you know we talked about this in kittens stop it poppy stop it stop in Kittens Part 1, we talked about what kittens are like when they're first born, and they're born completely helpless. Yes. And they really rely, just like all mammals, on the milk from their moms for those first few days, right. that colostrum, mm-hmm. to create an immune system. Right. Um, and when they don't get that from their moms for one reason or another, it, it really doesn't start them off in a very good place for life. And yeah. sometimes they can still bounce back from that and with good enough foster care but other times no matter how hard Mm -mm. foster parents work we lose those kittens and it had not happened to me personally with cats i had in my own home yeah i'd seen kittens go through it when i was in a shelter environment and animals were being brought in kind of like mid right sepsis already yeah um but like having it happen in my house on my bed on our couch on your watch too right kittens that you were caring for was um, heartbreaking horrific. it was absolutely yeah. horrific and it that's a part of the reason that a lot of people just don't take on yep. newborn kittens is that there's such a high risk no matter how well you do yeah there's such a high risk because they, here's the thing kittens are particularly fragile yeah we aren't quite sure why experts don't quite know what makes kittens in particular quite as fragile as they are um, there are some studies that are going on at UC Davis Veterinary Hospital right now that are trying to look into right. what it is that that makes them so vulnerable. Yeah, And it's something that you just really have to take into consideration when you decide if you want to start fostering. Yeah. Because it's at some point it's going to happen. Yeah. So we I made it through, um, like we had seven successful newborn kittens that were raised on to become really healthy older kittens and now are very healthy adult cats 
Um, and the litter that we had this season would have been eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. So really now we're at like seven out of ten, which is <sighs> not terrible. It's not bad. It's really not bad. No. Um, but we needed some time to stop and heal from that, which is why yeah. our our uploading schedule got pushed a week, which those of you that follow us on Instagram and Facebook will know you saw that and you'll understand why. And we really appreciate you guys yeah. for being understanding with us. And supportive. Um, Thank you, you know, for we're all animal of your lovers, good wishes. So anytime anything sad happens that's animal related... We're a little bit more sensitive to it than maybe other people who aren't as into animals would be. Um, But that being said, we still wanted to do our kittens part two episode because it just, it's time. Yeah. (laughs) The kittens are arriving and it is time. (laughs) And it's also been a really long time since we talked about kittens. Right. Also, I think this is kind of a healing process thing for us too. Yeah. Because by remembering all the great things about foster kittens that we've had before and thinking about how much we can help foster kittens. I think it's something that can reinvigorate. Yeah, absolutely. So all that sad stuff out of the way, we yes. can get back. You can into stop the, skipping forward now. <laughs> get back into the fun, fun things. Yay. I mean, we obviously love cats. We love cats. We've done our kitten episode. We've done our black cat episode. Y'all know we have. Viva la Chad Noir. <laughs> yes. Y'all know we have cats. Particularly, we love black cats, but like we love all cats. We it's, love little, big, although we seem to collect big cats. This is not my intention. I love petite cats. I think they're wonderful. I For wish... For someone else. <laughs> no. <laughs> they are wonderful. <laughs> anyway, we love cats of all sizes, domestic cats, wild cats, 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 cats. Yes. We are definitely cat people. Yes. Well, critter people because we love them all. But yeah, cats are great. So we're super psyched to talk about kittens. And also, the age group that we're going to try and aim at today, I think we're going to go like four to eight weeks yeah. today, um, is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. So fun. That's like primo cat time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there, four to eight weeks. We'll we'll be posting videos and pictures of our former foster kittens at this age. Yeah. Y'all, it is so freaking cute yeah. when they're this age. I was looking through oh um, some of my old family videos and I found the one, um, I think it was Boo, when uh-huh. I first went to Disneyland with my whole family. Oh. And we were telling Jake, like, oh, we're going to Disneyland. Right. And like, and then all of a sudden he just like picks up this little kitten out of nowhere. And I was like, I think that's Boo. Oh. It was so cute. And she's so like cute. so little. Oh, she and then tiny. my mom like w- stopped filming like us and just started filming the kitten for like a <laughs> solid 30 seconds because she was being so cute. There was also a time when you came to visit one of the classes that I was teaching. Yeah. And you brought one of our foster kittens with yeah. you. And then my students used the the footage that they took of the foster kitten when they were when they were just interacting with yeah. her to make promotional videos for the local shelter. Yeah. And that was hundred percent like my prime teaching moment <laughs> you're like it does not get better cute. than this <laughs> there right we made it it's so cute yep. um yeah no i am i i love this age because we talk about you know we talked about in kittens at part one the 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 birth to four weeks is yeah. really like you're we have to get them out of the danger zone. We have to teach right. them how to start eating on their own, how to start investigating things. At four weeks old, kittens are are not quite eating on their own yet. They're not quite litter box trained, but they are certainly getting there. Yeah. Um, and by the time they're eight weeks old, they should be able to completely eat on their own. They should be fully litter box trained and they should be fully mobile little wild cats. Right. Because they should be big enough to go to their forever home. And so eight weeks is is generally the age where if they've been raised with their mother, yes, it's finally safe to 
begin to separate them from their mother and adopt them out. Yes. Depending so, on their size. Yeah. And they should be weaned by then too. See, when moms wean their babies, they do it much quicker than we are. <laughs> They're so good at it. Than we are able to do. They're kind of <laughs> like, here, eat your food. Do enough. not bother me. Uh, but a lot of times I've seen it over and over again with kittens. Like we will wean kittens with that. We're bottle feeding that where no mom is available. We'll right. start weaning at four weeks. Right. As soon as they have teeth and they start chewing off the nipples of their bottles. Yes. It's time to start weaning. Um, and so generally even by like between four and six weeks, they'll be moving from formula to slurry, which is formula mixed with wet food mm-hmm. um, and like softened dry food even mm-hmm. all the way up to they should be able to eat wet food and then they can graduate to dry food when they have enough baby teeth um but the moms a lot of times will let them nurse even when they're eating on their own they'll let them nurse like past eight weeks that's damn girls not all <laughs> not all the moms are like that but some of them are and i'm like yo that's hardcore yeah. also babies leave your moms alone yes oh my goodness get your own life i know right <laughs> it's some, time to leave the nest <laughs> i think it's particularly bad when there is either a large litter with a runt or there's a mom that had a really small litter and oh. she like sometimes she only has one or two right because maybe the others didn't survive or maybe she just like didn't have viable fetuses and yeah. it was just the one or two and they get like super weirdly a a little spoiled yeah yeah and you're like okay kiddos and sometimes their moms tolerate it begrudgingly and sometimes their moms are just like here you go here are my nipples (laughs) and you're like oh my god oh but look in for us as animal rescuers and us as we can't take moms with babies we only take orphaned babies right by eight weeks they are totally doing their own thing um and i'm definitely ready for them oh my goodness yeah it's Something that people ask me all the time yeah. whenever I mention that we foster. Yeah. They say, oh, I could never let one go. And I get it. Yeah. I fall in love with every single one. But Absolutely. also at the end, you're kind of ready for them to oh, go. Oh, I mean, especially <laughs> if you started when they were teeny tiny yes. babies and they kept you up all night like newborn children. Yes. Um, for sure. But you know, when they hit four weeks and they, they can sleep generally through the night, you know, they can sleep and you just feed them right before bed and right in the morning when they wake up. Yeah. So um, much better. And like they have access to dry food so they mm-hmm. can just start eating as they're hungry and you can sleep all night. Then what starts, what you start to <laughs> not love so much is the cleaning. Yeah. Oh, so let's talk about this. Well, let's first, let's say what exactly these babies are called because I think that that leads into cleaning these types of babies mush particularly babies. well yes right I was like what are you referring mush babies yep. yes <laughs> which refers to the the way that you mush up their food they're no longer bottle babies they're not eating out of the bottle but they're eating a blend of, yeah. of formula and wet food or wet it's food and like dry food. slurry. Yeah. 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 Um, which sometimes you'll do that in a bottle that has a nice open nipple right. or most of the time you're going to be doing that in like a plate or a bowl. And it is so no matter it's, which way you do it, like, or you could syringe them too, if you have yeah. a big enough syringe, but no matter what no. way you do it, no matter how smooth you make the consistency, mush babies, weaning kittens, when you're not a mother cat, yeah. is a messy, messy process. You should, we should just call these, mess babies instead of mush babies. <laughs> They're mushish. They're so messy. Oh my gosh. And the worst part is that you can never tell when you pick one up or when it's crawling all over your pillow. Is this crusted food or is it crusted poop? Right? Because yeah. it like doesn't matter at what part of its body it's at. Yep. <laughs> Especially if you have a group of kittens because they're yep. all over each other. Yep. And there's always something nasty going on. And when them. they're making that transition, a lot of times they have some intestinal 
distress right as they're getting used to a new food yeah i mean if you foster kittens and you notice diarrhea always make sure to check in with the veterinarian that you're seeing with the kittens and track their weights to make sure they're not losing a bunch of weight because diarrhea can be a really scary sign of yeah um distressing kittens but you know a little bit of stomach adjusting as they are going from completely liquid food to solid food um is normal yeah nothing too excessive of course and again always touch bases with your vet right but as long as your vet's been like yeah it's just normal for the weaning process it's just messy and gross It's so because they they like they should mostly have control over themselves but they still don't always know to use the litter box right so even though they have a litter box in there most of the time when you are um, fostering kittens of this size Mm -hmm. and even when they're younger too they should be in a contained area all the time unless you're actively socializing them they should be in a large crate or condo um so the ones that are made like specifically for kittens also work well for like small animals where they're kind of like multi-tiered and they've got shelves for the kittens to climb and jump yeah they're Um, awesome we'll post a picture and you can have litter boxes on the bottom floor of that um even if they're little little oftentimes i'll just use a large dog crate in general and i won't even they won't even have multi-layers especially when they're so small they can't do too much right jumping no um but there's a litter box that takes up at least half of the yep. bottom tray because i want them to be encouraged yeah. to use it and you want to i usually will leave a little bit in there like if one of them goes to the bathroom in there i'll leave it in there until the other one so go. that they know where they're supposed to be going right and then yeah. i clean it because yeah. you do want to establish good yes. habits still Absolutely. and some of them will still be picky even as kittens they mm-hmm. won't use a dirty litter box yep um they are they're pretty natural to litter box like yeah i when i got gatsby our our one of our resident cats the only resident cat we've had since he was a baby um he was the easiest cat to litter box train in the entire world well he had to be easy in at least one way right <laughs> he was a nightmare in like most other ways but the like i i was having to stimulate him and then one time he started going on his own and yeah. i like, carried him to the litter box and I put him in it and literally from that point forward that was it amazing he, he would go to the litter box what a good boy what I said well cats are easy <laughs> ah, ha, 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 ha. little did you know little did I know <laughs> seven kittens later it's not so easy and a grown-up Gatsby yes well Gatsby's still great about his litter box he is he's wonderful about his it's litter box. just it's not not all kittens are you know we've had yeah. kittens that for the most part they try really hard yeah we've had kittens that didn't seem to try at all we had yep. kittens that seemed to prefer to hide under the bed. Yep. <laughs> or under the couch. Or on your bed, in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Yep. Which, totally our fault. We're going to put that out there. We own to our mistakes. You should not leave kittens this is why you don't, in your bed with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is why kittens should be in their crates unless they're under supervision. Yeah, and until you're 100% sure that they are litter yep. box trained. Yeah. Yeah. Towels, towels, towels. So many towels. And potty pads, too. Honestly, now that I know better, I'll line the bottom of my cages with potty pads and not with towels. Yeah. Like, I know it's not great for the environment, but doing laundry every day, four times a day is also also not great great. for the environment. Definitely. Especially in California. Yeah. You're like, toss up, mm, pick one or the other, and one is less work for me. So there you go. (laughs) They're both bad for the environment, and one is easier. So we're going to go with that. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, We love the environment. We swear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, so they're messy because the food yep. will get all over their face. Yep. They'll get all over their legs. Well, they, and another thing that, that with the feeding, they yeah. will literally just walk through their food. Oh, yeah. They have no... Drives me insane. It's insane. Drives me insane. I mean, my reptiles do that too, and it's yeah. weird. Yeah. But like, they, you put it down, and they just don't, especially if they haven't recognized that that's food yet. Yes. They will just like completely sit in a plate full of wet food for no reason. Yeah. And you're like, dudes why (laughs) like i don't understand it's infuriating it is and they get so i feel like i bathe my foster kittens twice a day during this absolutely because they are crusty and it's not good for their health to leave them dirty so you do have to bathe them frequently and you have to be encouraging good um hygiene too right because they have to learn how to be clean yeah like part of that is when they don't have their mothers they don't learn how to groom as well and that's why i pick them up and lick them <laughs> you do clean not. The, no, I don't. You liar. <laughs> That's why you. <laughs> <laughs> I have never licked a kitten. <laughs> have I bitten my own cat? Redacted from record, but <laughs> <laughs> but I've never licked a kitten. I will say that um, because ew, gross. They're dirty. I'm not yes. gonna get that on my tongue. Luckily, we do have older cats, and at least one of our older cats is willing to interact with kittens at the mush baby stage. Yes, and will hold the kittens down and say, and oh, you're so dirty. Them. I clean you so much. Yeah. And, and we'll lick them. So they yes. learn, they still learn. <laughs> and, and they watch our cats groom themselves too. So that's always something. Yeah. But then we just, yeah, you bathe them. You keep and them And they clean. watch us groom ourselves. Yeah. And then they learn how to use the brush uh-huh. and the loofah. Uh-huh. <laughs> nope. That oh. doesn't happen. Oh. Don't confuse the listeners. No. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But hygiene is incredibly important. So as messy and disgusting as they are, you have to constantly be cleaning that. Yep. It's like they get poop all over themselves. They get food all over themselves. They suck each other. They do. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, especially. Okay. Here's the thing. Kittens who've been removed from their moms, just, they just don't do quite as well as kittens who stay with their moms. And one of the ways that they don't do quite as well is that sometimes they have weird behavioral tics. Well, yeah. The problem being that they, they don't know how to be cats. Yeah. They don't have their moms teaching them how to be cats. Even if you have older foster cats in the house, Mm -hmm. it's not a replacement for their mom. It's not the same as their mom. Mm -mm. Um, And they don't have the comfort of their mother. So we simulate their environment as much as we can when they're young. We always have a heat source that's providing them the warmth their mom would have. We always stimulate them with a warm cloth like their mom's tongue would. By which what you mean is that we make them go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By rubbing kind of, you know, their pelvic region. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With a warm cloth. Or directly their butthole sometimes if you have to. Like you got to do it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we do all of that leading up to the point where it's time to start weaning. And that's really kind of where it goes off the rails because we just can't wean the way their mothers can wean. We have to kind of force it a little bit more than their mothers can. Um, And so it it goes off the rails and they kind of long for the comfort of their mother, Mm -hmm. um, even if they never had her. babies. Well, the other thing, too, is that they're very hangry. They Uh, are. (laughs) Oh, they're so hangry. Like, because they want the milk because that's what they know and that's what they like. They like 
everything about it. Yeah. But it's not filling enough because they're growing so fast. It doesn't have the right nutrients. Mm -hmm. They need more. They don't want the food. Right. They want the milk. So then they're just kind of But the food is what they need. They're kind of low-key hangry all the time. All the time. even if they're still nursing, but they're not eating well yet, they're hungry. Right. Um, And so they'll start chewing the nipples off their bottles and destroying them. Yep. And then when you're trying to remove the bottle to force them to be hungry enough to try their food, um, they will start sucking each other. Yes. Sometimes for comfort behaviorally and sometimes because they're legitimately just trying to find milk wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's particularly bad for the little boys. Of course. Because it's easy to suck their little genital regions. So reminder, this episode is not kid friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Probably should have said that at the beginning. well, the facts of a lot of the animal kingdom are not always kid friendly. I mean, depending on, on like, what your kid is comfortable with, right? Like, if you're really open with your child about procreation and all yeah. that jazz, and and their bodies and your bodies and everyone's bodies, then it's probably just fine. Absolutely. But if you are a parent that wants to exercise more modesty, or if you have a really young child and they just can't comprehend it yet, like, or totally if you're respect, just not up for fielding those questions, totally respect. This is not an episode for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our expressly labeled kid-friendly episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> we do those every so often so that there are definitely ones that you can share with kids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the little boys will have their genitals sucked on by their sisters and their brothers. Right. And so they can get pretty raw and they can have all sorts of associated not great stuff. <laughs> Poor little babies. Poor babies. So sometimes you have to separate them. Yeah. That's like extreme. Which they don't like either. No, then they get sad. They like to be with their families. Yeah, the one time I had to do it, I think, was when I had Wednesday and Pugsley. And Pugsley. Yeah. Um, who were a brother and sister duo. And I just had the two of them. Yep. And I had to put a separator in their crate so that Wednesday would stop sucking on Pugsley. Yeah. And they, like, clung to it and cried. Heartbreaking. Like, but... And yelled and screamed. Because they were hangry. And they were hangry and they were mad at me. Oh, my goodness. They wanted each other. They wanted to cuddle. Mostly, I think Wednesday wanted to suckle. (laughs) It's like, you got to stop, Honey, no. I know. This is not okay behavior. We are not on Game of Thrones. (laughs) Gross. Why did we have to go there? Cats are incestual critters. They, They are. And it's not like... Yeah. It's not for lack of them not like trying to put variety into their gene pool. Yeah. It's us letting them overpopulate so much. Yeah. A hundred percent. They just. And not spaying or neutering. Yeah. And having them around their siblings. Yes. So. When they're in heat. When they are. not okay. The age group we're talking about today, four to eight weeks, uh, they can't breed yet. Thank Thank God. The Lord. (laughs) Um, But kittens can start breeding between four and six months old. Yeah. So if you find some kittens or you unofficially adopt kittens Mm -hmm. from an illegitimate source that did not make sure they were spayed and neutered before. Craigslist, cough, cough. um, Or like any, you know. Yeah. Friend of a friend of a friend. Yep. Or you found them outside. Yep. Thank you for rescuing, but make sure you get those kittens spayed and neutered as soon as possible. And there's probably a local low-cost spay and neuter clinic or a sliding scale clinic that will be able to work with you. You don't just have to take them to your vet and pay three or four hundred dollars. There's often much more affordable options. Especially during kitten season, people know that's where the focus needs to be. And somebody in your community knows a way for you to get affordable spay and neuter. Somebody knows something. Yes. (laughs) Somebody knows something and they will say something. <laughs> About spaying. <laughs> um, but yeah, like 
but at the at the young age that we're talking about, luckily that's not as much of a concern. It doesn't mean that they still should just be together all the time right. because you just do have to monitor carefully because this is also prime age. They start figuring out how to act like cats. Yeah. Like they have more than just needing to eat more than just needing to use the bathroom. Oh yeah, they're learning so much at this. I mean, this is the toddler stage for humans. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, they have a very extended toddler stage. Yeah. (laughs) But this is their prime socialization age. Um, Just like in puppies, it's a very similar age. Yeah. That's why when we foster, this is our time to make sure because by the time they're eight weeks old, they should be ready to go to a home. They shouldn't be under socialized or not ready because they're not litter box trained or they're not eating on their own. They need to be all those things Mm -hmm. so that they can move on and you can help the next set of kids. Yeah. And their moms (laughs) would, of course, help them to be socialized by teaching them what sorts of things are scary or not scary. Yeah. um, How to act like a cat. Yeah. How not to bite super hard. So when the mom isn't in the picture, you have to do a little bit more work to do the socialization. Well, the other thing, too, is when we're talking about, um, you know, because hopefully we don't have that many mom cats that are living in homes having to socialize their kittens. (laughs) Um, Most of the time we're talking about feral cats. Yeah. Feral cats that teach their kittens a very different set of rules. Yes. Than what we're trying to teach kittens in order to make them adoptable. Yep. But feral cats (laughs) are teaching their kittens to stay away from people. Yes. To survive. Yeah. To fight with other cats in order to survive. Yep. Um, Where to hide, how to hide, Mm -hmm. where to find food, how to hunt. Yes. Yep. All the things that really is, it's bad for the environment and it's bad for us, which is why we're trying to decrease numbers of feral Mm -hmm. cats as humanely as possible. Yes. Because we created this problem by allowing our cats, by bringing cats all over the world. Hey, bringing cats like everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Because we love them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I'm not mad about that. No. I'm just mad that we then let our unaltered cats outside. Yeah. We turn loose unaltered cats. Yeah. We, uh, as a human species, not we as in Cassie and I. No. We don't do that. No. We don't do that at all. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we allow our cats, even our altered cats, we allow them outside to hunt wildlife left and, and right. And it can be incredibly damaging, especially if you're living in an area that has any sort of protected bird species. Bad stuff, guys. Yeah. You know us. We started this episode by saying we are cat lovers, <laughs> but we are also critter lovers. And part of being a responsible cat lover and cat owner is not letting your cat outside. Yeah. Your cat can still live a fully enriched life, having lots of fun Mm -hmm. inside and not having any harmful effects on the environment. Yeah. There's research has shown that there is not as long as you're giving your cats mental stimulation. Yeah. um, Giving them toys to play with, giving them the types of... um, food toys or treat toys where they can play to kind of hunt their food. Right. You, they're missing out on nothing. Let them hunt the bugs that come into your house. Oh yeah. Free and cheap pest control. Absolutely. Into your house. Let them be like, let them be rodent control in your home. Yes. In your garage. Yes. But not outside. Yeah. Because the problem is that most often they're not going out, 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 they're not going at rodents outside. Right. They're going to birds. <laughs> They're going to birds. That's Absolutely. the problem. And uh, yeah. And a well-fed cat is going to kill far more birds than a hungry cat. That will probably go after rodents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Because a hungry feral cat is going to go after what... Easy it, food. What it can eat. Yeah. Dumpsters, Versus rodents, your, your fat insects. house cat is hunting for sport. Absolutely. <laughs> and they don't 100%. care whether they need to eat it or not. Yep. They're just going to kill it. Yep. Um, we love our kitties, but they don't go outside. 
for that reason. And we don't let our dogs terrorize wildlife either. So there you go. (laughs) Nope. We're an uh, anti-terrorization organization. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so when we... When we socialize kittens to be adoptable, we're teaching them a whole different set of rules. Yeah, absolutely. We're teaching kittens how to live with people right. successfully. Right. How to live with other animals And how to have a happy, comfortable, at least low stress, if not stress-free life in these situations. Right. In a home environment, yeah. being an indoor-only cat. Mm-hmm. How can we... So for us, we like to go that extra mile. We'll put harnesses on our kittens. Mm-hmm. We'll take them out in strollers. Mm-hmm. We'll do everything we can so that... When people come to us and they say, well, I, I don't want my cat to be stuck living inside. We right. can say, let's do supervised outside time. Absolutely. Let's do adventures with our cat where we're there yeah. and they don't need to hunt to feel excitement. If nothing else, do it for the gram. <laughs> right? Oh, my yeah. God. Adventure cats on Instagram. Bruh. Yeah. It's all about that life. Money, money, 100%. money. I didn't put harnesses on Gatsby enough when he was little, little. And now yeah. he's not, like, reliably harness trained. And it makes me sad because he likes it. But I know. Like... He doesn't get to go outside because he's yep. not good at it. So there you go. Yep. Um, we also teach them not to be scared of people because mm-hmm. people are scary. We try to make transitioning to new places a little less scary for them. Yep. Cats are still territorial at heart. That's of who course. they are. Um, but, you know, by the time they're like six weeks and they're really solid on their feet, you know, they're really doing acrobatics at that point. Yeah. Because four to six weeks we're focusing on weaning mm-hmm. and they're getting steady. Like they can walk. Right. Right. But like they wibbly wobbly. They fall yeah. all over the place. They being crazy. It's so cute. I know. And that's a great time. That's why it's my favorite age. Yeah. Because it's so funny. It's so fun. That's a great time for handling (laughs) socialization. Yes. Because you want your cats to be very comfortable with hands on them and around them, with grooming them, with giving them baths, all of these things. Having their nails trimmed. Having their nails trimmed. Picking them up. Giving them kisses. Mm -hmm. Tickling their bellies. Well, that might be a little overkill. Maybe not that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, this is is the time, just like with dogs, where if you want a cat that likes to be pet, and you want a cat that likes to be interacted with, yeah. this is the time to you teach them that it's, it's pleasant and yep. it's a fun experience for everyone. Yeah, exactly. This is also the time where you get bit a lot. Oh, so much. Yeah, four to six weeks is your bitey, bitey time. And they don't they don't know that biting hurts. Yeah. So that's something that they learn by playing with other cats. Right. And that's why it's crucial that you have them paired up with at least one litter mate. Yes. Yeah, so if single. Possible. Yeah. I've done single kittens. Gatsby was a single kitten. My first and foster was a single kitten. look at how he turned out. And it doesn't turn out well. And he bites. And he bites hard. He does. <laughs> because he does yep. not understand. Yep. Um, which is why I referenced earlier, I have bitten my cat. I sunk to what I felt like I needed to do <laughs> in the moment. And hey, he bites less now. So you can't tell me it at least didn't work a little. Uh-huh. Okay. He bites less. <laughs> when he was sure. like... Between six months and a year, he bit every time he interacted with someone because he'd get playful and he would bite and it would hurt. Yep. And it was not fun for anybody. Yes. Um, But yeah, so they get super bitey. And when, when as much as possible, Mm -hmm. either keep them with their existing litter mates or if they didn't have one, pair them up with an appropriately sized buddy. Yeah. So a kitten that's around the same age and the same size they're kind of all the same energy level. You'll have some kittens that are a little mellower, yeah. but like they're all kookies. Right. That's just who they are. Yeah. So it's okay if you have one that's less playful and one that's more playful. And at that age, their personality really is just kitten. Yeah. They're, they haven't really established who they mm-hmm. are yet. And that's totally fine. You know, they're just kind of all crazy. Right. <laughs> like toddler humans too. Like they do have different sure. levels of sure, sassy. Sure, of course. 
Some toddlers are crazy sassy. Yeah. Others are just a little bit sassy, but they're all sassy. They're all going to be sass. And they're all energetic as hell. Yeah. You know? And then they'll crash super hard. Yeah. Guess so like, what? Kittens are the same way. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Which is why, again, this is my favorite age. Because yeah. I love to watch them like they literally will just do flips and all kinds yeah. of crazy <laughs> insane things. And then they'll just whoop, and they're out. Crash. And I total crash. And it's so and that's when you take a thousand pictures. Yes. You're just like, yeah. look at my sleeping, look at how my kitten fell asleep. Yep. It's so cute. And if you've done well socializing them, the crashing will usually happen on your face. Yeah. Or just like or randomly on your toe. in the middle of the floor. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can like mess with them and touch their paws yep. and tickle their bellies and they're out so hard. It doesn't even that it does not even it's matter. It's a great time to work on potty handling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> when they're asleep because they're like, mm, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Great or time when to they're trim dozy. those nails. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mm, Love it. Super cute. This is the time they're exploring with toys. This is the time yeah. they're figuring things out with each other. Mm-hmm. This is the time they're starting vocal, like actual intentional vocalizing. So cute. Because when they're baby babies, they, they do vocalize a lot. Sure. They cry when they're hungry. Of they course. They cry when they're uncomfortable. Yeah. But like as babies do. But this is the time when they'll start using their vocalizations to get them things. Yeah. To get what they want. Yeah. Which is. And they purr. Oh. So sweet. They, they, like, we, we sometimes think we hear younger kittens purring, but really when they're like at least four weeks, you can start hearing those intentional the real, real purrs. purrs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. Yep. And you can tell right away if they're going to be loud purrs yeah. or if they're going to be like really quiet purrs. And I love those little it's motor, so those little motor purrs. Yep. When they're literally just like. Isn't that great? It's adorable. We can do that now with our new mics. So cute. Oh my gosh. I know. We can put our faces all the way up here and just make sound effects. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then when you hit like six to eight weeks, Mm -hmm. that's just refining everything you've really been working on. Yeah. That's them. Like at this point, they should not be biting hands and feet. (laughs) Like this is when you. They are still cats. I know, but we really should try and pull away from it as much as possible. Yeah, substitute toys. (laughs) They should be able to be in the house without, like, constantly being supervised because they should be able to go find a litter box. As long as you have a litter box in the room with them that's low enough that they can crawl into it, they should be able to go do that. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. I know. This is where they finally start to get a little cleaner, too. Yeah, they start to... (laughs) Because at this... Between six to eight weeks, they should really be eating on their own. Yep. Already. Four to six weeks is crunch time Mm -hmm. for leaving the milk behind. Yeah. And six to eight weeks is regulating (sighs) their diet. Right. They should still be eating plenty of wet food and always have dry food available and always have water available. Yeah. But, you know, this is the fun time. Oh, yeah. It's really just like... It's also the time where by the end of that... You know, the end of that yeah. eighth week, you're like you're a little tired. This is a full on kitten now. Yeah. Like this kitten doesn't really need me anymore. Right. If I've done my job. An eight week old kitten doesn't need me. Right. They're pretty self-sufficient. Right. As as far as, you know, cats yeah. go, they yeah. still need owners, of course. Yeah. They should but be like, pretty confident at that age. Right. This pretty kitten comfortable. Is, is a full on cat in my house. Mm-hmm. This is not just my baby foster kitten that lives in a in a box. In a box, right. This is a full on presence in my house that and is it has always underfoot. It is now added to the number of cats and it needs to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's see, that's my thing. Yeah. It's like when when I have foster kittens, I'm kinda like, yeah, so I have three cats and then I have foster kittens. Right. And they're just like they're in their own little corner, yeah. they're doing their thing. Yeah. By the time they hit eight weeks, Mm-mm. I all of a sudden have six cats. Yeah. And they gotta go. Yep. <laughs> Yep. See, that's Absolutely. that's what we mean when we say 
we we can easily let go of our fosters. Easily might be a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, we can definitely do it. Yeah. I mean, for me, I like, I don't know. The only animal I've ever cried at the thought of giving up was Tinkerbell. Yeah. I know. Like, and partly because I didn't even consider giving up Rue. (laughs) I was just like, this dog's staying with me. Who are we all kidding? This one? Yeah. This one who's with me right now? Well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's, nobody's kidding themselves though. Like this dog's staying. So I didn't cry about it because I was like, "Mm, whatever. I did cry when I gave Chloe up, my first foster dog. Yeah. But those were my dogs. It's a lot easier to get attached to your foster dogs Mm -hmm. than it is. Especially you had Chloe for quite a while too. Yeah. We had Chloe for almost a year. Yeah. Because she was in really rough shape. Yeah. And I like really wanted to keep her. It was just yeah. terrible timing. So, you know, we couldn't. Um, but with kittens, I oh, yeah. I did the kitten thing. I have a kitten that grew up to an adult. We don't cat. want a long term kitten. And uh and I didn't love it. Yeah. And I learned from then on that uh <laughs> I really prefer adult cats. Because yeah. my first cat was an adult cat when I got him. Mm-hmm. And that was my boo. And I like Right. I was like, Yeah, he's a cat. Great. Well, and kittens, a lot of people think kittens are just kittens when they're little tiny fluff balls. Yeah. Kittens are lasts. kittens until they're about a year old. Dude, like three. I would even. Like, <laughs> okay, true. Well, Medically, they're, like, they're considered kittens yes. until they're about a year old. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Like their diet should switch when they hit that age yeah. and everything. And they'll start growing out instead of up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. They'll start putting on the pudge. So even um, though they reach sexual maturity at four to six months, they're not. Their they're bodies not are not grown. fully mature. They are mature. not adults. No. no huh. They can just, they can be teenage moms. Right, exactly. That's the sad part. Yeah. And so we usually say like the teenage years for a cat, mm-hmm. they kind of go straight from toddler to teenager. They do yeah like in our in our minds Ugh. when we're comparing it because they're like toddlers till they're like eight weeks old yeah and then from like that you know otherwise known as two months yeah and then from like two months to six months that's like their juvenile stage you know they're yeah like, they're like pre teens and then like six months to 12 months they're yeah. like ornery little teenagers yes and then and they have so much sass and attitude yeah and energy oh my goodness at that point they have so much energy yeah and then honestly like from a year all the way up to anywhere between three and five years, depending on how energetic your cat is. Yeah. They're like the 20 year olds that won't leave your house. (laughs) And who sometimes still act like they're 12 year olds. Yes. Yeah. The ones that live in your basement, but they, but they don't have a kitchen down there or a bathroom down there. They're like, Oh, Hey mom. They're still always in your space. It made me some Totino pizza rolls. Yeah. Where are my Totinos? (laughs) Mom. Mom. We're out of pizza pockets. Mom, clean my bathroom. <laughs> I don't have any clean socks. <laughs> yeah, that's Gatsby. <laughs> Where are my socks? And then you have the ones that are like, Mom, 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 Mom. Mom, I need something. <laughs> Mom, Mom. Mom, pick me up. Mom, Mom. Hello. Hello? Hello, I love you. Yeah. No? Okay, fine. I'm just going to go tearing around the house like a tiny tornado. Yes. So they... That's my cat, 11. Teeny, teeny, teeny <laughs> tiny kittens. And they're very cute. They also... Gr- I think people don't think about the fact that they grow insanely fast. So fast. Kittens, are, generally, we say they, they should put on about a pound a month. So they yeah. should put on a quarter of a pound per week. So when you get yeah. the newborns, they're like... They're usually like... They weighing them in ounces. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And they're usually about like... Yeah. Usually about a quarter of a pound yeah. when they're born. Um, and like anywhere between nothing and that. You know, obviously yeah. they have yeah, to yeah, weigh yeah. something. Um, but by the time you get to an eight-week-old kitten, you should have a solid two-pound kitten. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a lot of times we have kittens that are like 
six weeks and one and a half pounds and or like six to eight weeks where we didn't know their exact birthday right but like they're well developed they weigh at least one and a half pounds some shelters will fix them as soon as that right um which honestly i'm not against if they're well socialized and they're healthy and they're eating on their own and they're ready to go then off they should go yeah and at least in california the rule is that the law is that you cannot adopt out an unneutered or unspayed cat if you're a rescue organization or a shelter. Hmm. So that's... <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time reading legislation. Oh, I feel like that's really? a good law. Yeah, I just don't good, spend a lot of time reading it's a legislation. Good law. So that's why I think they're they're willing to do it a little bit earlier in order to make more space during kitten season for more kittens. Yeah. Cause it's literally a never ending stream. Yeah. That age, especially like right now we're in the very beginning of kitten season. So we are seeing a lot of bottle babies coming in. Um, most like our local shelter sends out email, please. We're still on their foster list. And we're also on the rescue list, of course, since I work with a rescue partner. Right. Right. Um, and all the police I've seen so far have been eyes closed, ears shut under yep. a week old kittens. Yep. Um, but come May, June and all the way through October, right. We will be seeing these mush babies, these four to six week olds. <gasps> so cute. Um, coming out of literally everywhere right like cracks in the walls <laughs> they just start bleeding through like the train kittens from last year yep, the year before yeah they lived in a there was a a train yeah. like a train car that was being worked on so it was like sitting unused yeah and like kittens were found in that i having worked in a shelter and like doing cat intake and kitten intake right saw some of the craziest stuff yeah I mean, honestly, people would really just grab whatever container was closest to them and pop the kittens in it. What was the weirdest one? Probably the fish tank. The fish tank. Only because there was a mom and all five of her babies crammed into a 10-gallon fish tank, (laughs) which, like, let's talk about the fact that was way too small and I feel really terrible. Also, they all had ringworm. Yeah. So. Not great. That was gross. Yeah. And I gave them all fish names, too. (laughs) I was going to say, what did you end up naming them? I gave them Finding Nemo names. Nice. Yeah. So they all had fish names. Perfect. Because I had to. So their mom was Dory and then all the babies. Um, or actually, I think I made, I think their mom might have been Coral because that's the mom in Finding Nemo. Oh. And then Makes one sense. of the females was Dory. And then the other ones were just doomed to try and find her forever. <laughs> wow. No, Nemo. Think about the implications. <laughs> I didn't think about the implications. Um but yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the weirdest ones. Of course, yeah. all kinds of manners of buckets and boxes. Uh-huh. Always. Beer boxes? Like... Oh, yeah. Six can... Yeah. Beer boxes, just cardboard boxes, yeah. Amazon boxes. Boxes Amazon that were taped boxes. up and left places. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, garbage bags, oh, dumpsters. No. Like, it's bad, man. It's it's really bad, which is why we're all so... Spay and neuter. That's why we're all so repetitive about it. Yeah. You know, it may seem like... You know, the first time you're like, hey, I found this animal. What do I do? And like aggressive animal rescue come out of nowhere and they're like, spray a neuter. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it might seem aggressive, right. but it's because right. nobody, like I, I hated like yeah. literally untied a garbage bag and there were kittens in it. Like, oh, man, come on. And then we moved into this apartment and one month later there were kittens here somewhere. Yep. So it's just, um, don't worry. You know. We got them spayed and neutered. Oh yes, we did. <laughs> and, and. Four out of five of them are in loving homes. Yes. And, and the, the other one, one I altered. just saw yesterday. I know. He's alive. He's living his life as a great. feral cat. He's he just, very happy kitty. He was too big. He was and too old. He had decided he did not want to live an indoor life. You know, he didn't want his mom to be lonely. You can't argue with that. we released their mom too. So he yeah. 
He wanted his their mom to have a buddy. Yeah. He's like, if all the other ones are going to ditch, I'm a mama's I'm boy. I'm going to stay with my mama. So then we just have mom and baby. Yep. And you do still see them around the apartment. Yeah. And they're often not, out together. not far away from each other. Yeah, like they're not sweet. together all the time. No. But they're in the same area. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, you know, like we, this is kittens. Like yeah. this four to eight week timeline is. It's such a short timeline, man. It's, it's and you a crunch time. So it's much your last it. month of fostering these kittens. Yeah. And it's your job to turn them from helpless newborns who don't even know how to eat. Right. Or use the bathroom. Right. Into perfectly. Functioning members of the society. Of the, of a, of a human household. Yes. You have to turn these other species animals yep. into functional human family members. Yep. Which is insane. It's insane. The expectations. We and have yet we cats, do it. Right. Every year. <laughs> Every over year. and over again. <laughs> I think this year we'll have less fosters because previously um, we fostered in a shelter environment where like right. as soon as they're big enough, they go to the shelter and right. they get adopted really quickly. Yeah. Or even if they don't get adopted, they're there at the shelter versus now we're fostering for a private rescue that's foster based. So you have until they're adopted. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Oh, it's Our last great. kitten still it's got adopted so them. fast. Oh, and they're still doing so good. I know. It's because wonderful. Because we did a great job. <laughs> that's right. It's go like, us. High five. Oh, that was that the, was lame. The saddest. <laughs> we're just. We, I thought we were closer. Put a put a good clap sound in there. There you go. There we go. <laughs> well, yeah, because usually we have to sit right next to each other. Yes. Yeah. But I know. But today, you know, if we're we're gonna transition away from kittens anyway, this new episode with what we hope is higher quality audio is brought to you by our Patreon donors. Oh my gosh! Our thank lovely you. Patreon donors who have been. Um, you know, who, who gift us with a monthly subscription, essentially, yes. um, in exchange for extra content and yeah. goodies and photos and postcards and all that fun stuff. Yep. Um, they they give us, you know, a, a set amount based on whatever they mm -hmm. wanted to for a couple months. And we've had our Patreon set up for like a solid four, four or five months. Yeah. Now. Uh, and we decided to finally cash out for the first time oh my goodness. and buy ourselves new equipment. It's so Because exciting. we listened to feedback, you guys. We got feedback that our audio was like so-so. You know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Right, right. Which we knew because we started with the materials we happened to already have. Of course. We were sharing a mic. Um, so then it had to be recording a lot of the background noise because it had to record both of us. And weirdly with animals in the house, we have a lot of background noise. Yeah. And it wasn't the funnest. So, you know, we, we finally cashed out and thanks to our amazing Patreon subscribers, we're able to purchase, um, a second microphone. Oh my goodness. And an audio interface, which would allow us to actually use both microphones. Amazing. And boom arms that attach to a table so that we're not getting like every movement from the table isn't coming up through the stand. And so we don't have to cuddle while we're recording. Yeah, it, it was weird, guys. <laughs> it was a little uncomfortable. It was a little awkward, and it was hard yeah. to have a conversation when we were sitting abnormally close. Yes. Like, we're roommates, and we're friends, but we each have a side of the couch. Yes. And usually one or two of the dogs will be in between us. Or all. Yeah, or, like, even when we're sitting at the table, like, we sit yeah. on our own sides. We don't want to be, like, up and personal on the same mic. You gotta have so your own now space. we each have our own mic, and we can be up and personal on this mic. It's amazing. And it doesn't need to record the entire room it can just record us so basically what we're saying is thank you yes 
<laughs> we are so excited about this new equipment and we're so excited that we were able to upgrade even before we hit our first Patreon goal. Amazing. Just because some of our patrons are more generous than we thought they would be. Oh my gosh. Can we give a quick shout out to Dale and Erica? Absolutely. And say thank you, thank you, thank you. Our top Patreons and we yep. love them. Yeah. They're, they're the best. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, additionally... Dale made an ex- an extra contribution. A one-time donation. To help us make it to another one of our goals. Yes. Do you want to tell? Yes. So we've mentioned it kind of like offhandedly mm-hmm. for a few episodes, but now that it's official and I'm going to submit the payment tonight, <gasps> um, we can say that we are vending at our very first Reptile Expo. Oh my God! Yes! <laughs> so we are going to be at the NorCal... Reptile Expo. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the exact wording. That's it. So if you guys are interested and you're in the area, NorCal Reptile Expo in May Mm -hmm. at the Alameda County Fairgrounds. Yep. We will be there. Come come check it out. Come hang out with us. Say hi to some of our critters. Yeah. Um ask us questions. And and they and thank Dale for sponsoring us. Thank you to Dale. Yes. Thank you. You're amazing, Dana. <laughs> um, which we're so, so excited about. Oh my gosh. That's so excited. That's what's new in the Crittercast world. And is there anything better than that? No. No. Like this is the most excited that Crittercast can be. It's amazing looking back at the fact that we've only been doing this for less than a year. I know. And Almost we're a already, year. already like going to our first expert. We're already meeting like our first two real goals. Yeah. If you guys are interested so cool. in joining in the fun. We're going to be revamping our Patreon tiers um, to kind of make the rewards more achievable for us. And streamline so, just so you like, don't have to choose quite as many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just like with our, um, you know, uploading every week, hour-long episodes, we were a little overzealous when we started. And, you know, we appreciate your guys' flexibility with us as we adjust and find the schedule that works well for us. And the same adjustments are going to be made to Patreon. So if you guys want to do that, you're more than welcome to jump on. Um, if you would like to make a one-time donation at any point, yeah. you can now donate to us on on paypal yeah just to our email crittercastpodcast at gmail.com that's right uh, if you ever would like to just make a one-time donation yep. and you don't want to deal with all that patreon business you can do that yep or you can go check out our rub bubble yep. um we will put links on our website which is crittercastpodcast.com mm-hmm. and we'll put links on our facebook page which is just crittercast and facebook.com we'll slash crittercast yeah and we could put links um, in our story, I think, on Instagram. We could put it in our Instagram bio, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our bio on Instagram, oh. where you can follow us at Crittercast Podcast. And we will also be tweeting about it on Twitter. At where Cast Critter. <laughs> <laughs> I was go. like, sometimes we look at each other and we're like, is is this now? my cue? Is yeah. this what I say? Yes, now. Go. <laughs> yes, go. yes. <laughs> uh, th- that's all the places that we are currently. If you're not following us on social media at this point, just why are you depriving yourself of such happiness? Right. Especially because this is like the one episode that we will have an unimaginable amount of content for. I won't be Googling kittens at any point to get good pictures. I will have many. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make some GIFs. (gasps) Let's do it. We're going to make some GIFs. Love it. It's going to be great. And hey, if you're enjoying the show, if you like to listen to the show, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell a friend about it? Ooh, I like that. Tell a friend. Find a friend. Oh, you have a friend, right? Of course you do. You have us, if nothing else. That's right. You have us. We love you. But I'm sure you have other friends. Of course. And I bet they would want to listen to CritterCast too. Yeah. 
That yeah. helps us so much to the word of mouth, I think, is the best way to absolutely get the show out there to people who would really appreciate it. Yeah. That's why buy a shirt on Redbubble, wear mm-hmm. it around town. Yep. Or buy a tote bag. Yeah. Ooh, or or yeah. buy a pillow. And have it displayed in your living room so that all your visitors... Or carry your pillow around town. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Great then for napping. Always prepared. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we'll have some pens. If you guys want us to mail you stickers or mail you a postcard to hand out to your friends, yeah. let us know. We have plenty and we're more than happy to send you some stickers. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have cool shark stamps on the envelope because we have shark stamps right now. Amazing. I know. Those are my favorite. I know. Oh, I love Great. sharks. Yeah. Who doesn't love sharks? Sharks are amazing. Sharks are great. And we've done, yeah, get it? Sharks, they're great. That was the title of our shark episode. It was like episode 18, I think, something around there. Oh my goodness. Did you prepare that ahead of time? No. That seemed like you were so prepared. No. That's just how amazing I am. Just off the cuff, amazing. (laughs) Also, if you're enjoying the show, why not leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook? Yeah. Or wherever else you listen. As always, we appreciate you guys so much. So much. We wouldn't, I mean, we'd probably still podcast if we didn't have listeners, but it would be real sad. It would be very And we probably would have quit by now. Let's be real. Oh, for sure. We would not have made it 31 <laughs> episodes if people weren't listening. No. So no. thank you for listening. Yeah. Because you make us excited. <laughs> so true. You just, you just add a little bit of you're sparkle into best. our life. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's our episode on Kittens Part Two. Just like Kittens Part One, it was kind of a disorganized mess because, like I said, we weren't going in any particular order. But I think you learned a lot about four to eight week old kittens today. And you'll get to see so many pictures and videos and GIFs. 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 And also, (laughs) if you want to suggest an animal for us to do, yes, let us know. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just telling us in person if you know us. That's fine, too. Yeah, yeah. Call me. I don't care. (laughs) If you have my number already. Two in the morning. (laughs) 2 a.m. I have an idea for you. (laughs) Who this? (laughs) I don't know. It's fine. That's It's going to be great, guys. This is going to be one heck of a ride. Oh, my goodness. So. Signing off for now, yeah? Yeah. Great. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile.